Why choose this green church? I came to TGC because I saw a place where I could grow spiritually and I also saw people who were interested in my well-being in general. They weren't actually trying to force this, um, but it kind of made me stay because I could see that it was genuine. Um, TGC makes me feel like this is my home. Like I feel old. I feel like I've always wanted a place where I can showcase myself, where I can be discriminated, where I can express how I feel exactly, and that is what TGV is all about. Everything we do is based on the word of God. You don't manipulate it to our own benefit. What you do, and that's what we do. That's why I love you. There you have it. You have an effect to show. Amen. So, continue our stage this morning. Of Christian Essentials, Christian Essentials, and today we're going to the deity of Jesus. The deity of Jesus. You know, deity means God, you know, the divinity of Jesus. So Jesus is God, that's, that's the point. Jesus is God. Alright? So, um, this conversation, you know, I quite love it. You know, by the same time, it's, um, it's interesting, it's detailed, you know, but because people have over time stumbled over this, it makes people much more touchy in the sense that we have to get it right. All right? Therefore, us again, you know, seeing the way the flyer banged, put under pressure. <laughs> the way the flyer banged, like, okay. What's the parallel? Everybody will know. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. Uh, so, you know, so um, we trust God for help. We trust God for eloquence and for utterance that we do this right this morning in Jesus' name. So, John 1, 1 to 18. John 1, 1 to 18. John 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and, and the Word was with God, and the yeah. Word was God. Awesome. Yeah. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. Let's, let's, let's start from there. So, John starts the book of John. Now, for you to be clear what his issue is, right? That in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. So, he starts clearly, okay, that the cocoa of this book is that the Word is God. You get that? So, whatever you read in John, read with this in mind. That is bone of contention is this. Jesus is God. Says the word was with God. The word was God. Now he didn't say the word was God, he's no longer God. He's telling them, taking them back to the beginning, that the word has always been God. You understand? Okay? So that this guy that came to the earth, this Jesus, this Jesus man, you know, is God. That was his bone of contention. No one like told them at the end too, John 20, the last, the last um, John 20, 31. He told them, These things I write to you, that you may know that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, the Son of God. Telling you that at the beginning and at the end, this book is to show you who Jesus is, that Jesus is God. He says, in, he says All things were made through him. Okay? And without him, nothing that was made. Telling you that Jesus is the creator. It's clearing it for you at the beginning, okay? That he's not a created being. He is the creator. Do you understand? 
All right? You would think these things are, you know, for taking for granted and they're cliche. Okay? But people have stumbled over this a lot. Okay? So we have to actually understand what we're talking about. Please go on. The light shines in, in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and, and, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. This first. Now, some people stumble over, you know, your name was light, your name was light, not light for men, you know, it's the light. And they use that to conclude that in Genesis 1-3, when God said there be light, that God was speaking Christ to creation, you know, and that is why I'm talking about because that's, that's the beginning of the error. When you say Christ was made in Genesis 1-3, you are beginning the error. That's, that's the issue. I think the issue gone, gone, gone. They are telling us it's a created being. You hear my point here? So, it's why the things are important, okay? The subtle point where people stumble and fall. When you say in Genesis 1-3, that when God said there be light and there was light, that light was Christ. You are in the error we're talking about. You are in the error. That is what we're talking about, Gongo. You are right there in the error. Okay? You are saying it was created. Do you hear my point here? So, it says in the beginning, all things were made through him, including the light in Genesis 1 3. Do you understand? So, you cannot put him and his creation in the same bracket. You have to be careful. Alright? So, this is important because people, if you, don't, if you don't understand the basics, you will miss out on certain salient points in Scripture. You understand? All right, go. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The world became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace okay. and truth. It says, the Word became flesh. The incarnation, the Word, that is God, took on flesh. The same God at the beginning from everlasting took on flesh and dwelt amongst us. He's telling them that God lived in our midst. That God was here in flesh. He says, we have seen his glory as of the one and only Son. This is what KJV calls begotten. Okay, so those big, big terms, okay? The begotten, now, is from um, the Greek word monogenes, M-O-N-O-G-E-N-E-S. It simply means one of a kind, one in a class of its own, one of the same type. You know why it's monogenes, okay? It's just saying simply put that Christ is in a class of his own as the son of God. You understand? So he's God. Okay? He's of the same substance as God the Father. Monogenes is the only begotten. Is one and only. Is a class of his own. Alright? Are we good? Let's go. John testified concerning him. He cried out, saying, this is the one I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Now, but John says he was before me, but John was physically older. No, John was older, right? But John said, This guy, he was before me. Telling them, we are talking about, he's no mere man. He's no, he was before me. See that? 
Praise God. So when you, when you, you need to see these things in, in conversation, you need to see what they're talking about in conversation, when you understand the, the business. Right, go. Out of his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given. Yeah, grace was For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Yeah. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, who himself, who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. Hallelujah. It says, now, no, no one, please go back there. No one has, back to 18, back to 18, it says, no one has ever seen God, you know. So now, the question is this: Where is your OT? And I said, God said to them, because Christ also said in John five that no one, not just seen, not just seen him now, that no one has also ever heard his voice. John five, when get John five, no one has ever heard his voice also. So now this is the question: When they heard the voice of God in the OT, where where they saying? I'm that day, not to be a you know. Look at that. But he told them, Christ telling that you've not seen God before. No one has ever seen God at any time. But he says, the Son, the one and only, the only begotten Son, who is himself God. Alright? Making this clear to you. He says, and the first generation of his Father has made him known. So Christ reveals the Father. He himself is God. Now, he's not the letter God, the semi-God, the demigod. Okay? He himself is God. And he has revealed him. So John makes the book of John clear to you from John 1. Jesus himself is God. Now, if you say Genesis, that's what someone says was God. Now he's telling you he's still God. Just make clear for that. He's not, he's not saying he's not being God. That he's God for everlasting and God forever. Alright? Glory to God. So you can do your research. Who were they seen when they said they saw God? If Christ said, you've not seen God before. Okay? Not the Father. When he says God, it means that the Father. He's saying God the Father. That they've never seen God the Father before. That's what telling them. So what are they saying? I might touch it here or not or later. Alright? Glory to God. So, why is this question important? See, the base of our faith is that God came in the flesh. That God came in the flesh. Okay? So, it makes this whole thing pretty important. And over the years, in the past centuries, people have tripped over this. There have been times when there are different, different heretical groups that have been built on saying that Christ is not God. Okay, so we have to understand this so that we don't fall into the same trap, you know, um, on the small point, okay, subtly. Alright? Glory to God. Now, there are several groups, okay, that are built on the several, several, in quote, churches. Now, we as Christians, we don't, call, we, don't, we don't call them church because, you know, you have to believe that Christ is the Son of God for you to be a proper Christian, okay? But some, some so-called churches are built on this, okay? So we have to actually understand what we're talking about. Now, in AD 325, thereabouts, the Council of Nicaea was gathered together for this purpose. Because a certain guy called Arian, okay, Arian, went about saying, Christ... Is not God. You know, and he was, a bishop, he was a bishop with them in Alexandria in Egypt. Now, when we reach church history, see a lot of stuff about Egypt, you know, Alexandria, you know, Africa. Africa was a major key in the early church. So, any, whatever tells you why it's brought to Africa does not know its history. Okay, no matter how loud it sounds, you're allowed to stop it. All right? So, yeah. Yeah, so just a, a little reading. A little, a little reading. No, I, I saw some, some odd takes. I'm like, you just, you just read it small. 
I saw one, one owner that said, Paul, Jack is sending it to me. Paul, Jack is sending it to me. I jacked to send it to I'm like, just read the Bible small. Not even Bible, just read the Bible. Read history. Just read history a bit. But people don't read and they make bold claims. Okay, so it's good for us to know so that we can, you know, easily decipher truth from error. All right? So this guy, this particular bishop, you know, um, Arian, was um, eloquent. And this is always the issue. Fine man, eloquent, tall, speaks well. I read about it. It's here. It's here. It's here. Yeah, it's there. It's in the books. It's in the books. Elegant man with fine speech. All right? It's always the issue. Eloquence and boldness doesn't equal accuracy. Yeah. People trip over this next, next generation. When you say a fine talking person, you might come out with a coin, you know? Say, say not the nonsense to sweet mouth, but because there is people like this panache, you know? So he was a fine man, well dressed, okay? Eloquence and all that. So people just shoot to him. And another, another issue. Now, this were days where we were in the period where this come from persecution. Before, at the point just before, um, this was 325 was when Constantine became Emperor of Rome. But before then, they were in a the period of every, every persecution from the other um, Roman Emperor. And because of that, they didn't have time to sit and learn theology. They were just dodging from place to place every persecution. So they were not well taught. So, a church that is not well taught is a prime, um, prime um, dumping ground for error. You hear my point here? So, when you, when you don't have time to sit and be taught, you are just waiting for error to come at you and it will come. Alright? So, this is my question right now. Now, in Nigeria 2020, why are we not well taught? They're not persecuting us in Lagos. Have you? Reasonably, right? So, what's our excuse our generation? If there are issues back there, because they what what we will say about our time and age? Why is this here so much widespread ignorance? So we have to, as a church, as churches all over, go back to teaching the basics. All right, Amen. Amen. Yeah, I want to call Christianity basics one on one. Things you should know at the very beginning. Awesome. So um, this it, it gained ground. People, a lot, a lot of people, threw to him. It became a major issue. There were riots. That became a major full blown issue. Right? So, Emperor Constantine, that just became a Christian, then became a believer not, not long before then, he became emperor, called together what we call, you know, the Council of Nicaea. We call it the Ecumenical Council. It just means a council of where everybody comes together as one to debate, you know, to talk about stuff, okay? So, you know, Arias came with his people, you know, bishop, the bishops, other bishops, other leaders came, and of course, you know, everybody, most, almost everybody there, of course, agreed that Christ is of God, okay? Just a, you know, a few of them like that were still on that side, okay? But they, they, they didn't just bully him off. He allowed me to state his point. He talked and talked and talked, but they all concluded. In fact, there's a gist that I don't know how true. That one, one of the just got up and slapped him with anger. <laughs> I don't know how true, okay? But, you know, that's what, also what I read about. Okay? So, they sat down, they discussed, and they concluded on this, okay? Obviously, it's in the scripture that Christ is God. But we'll talk about that as we go further, all right? So, most notice, okay? On the essentials, it was unity. On the essentials, Unity. Not essentials, what? Not essentials? Liberty. Thank you, good students. Okay? In all things, charity. Brilliant students. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. On essentials, unity. Not essentials, liberty. In all things, charity. Awesome. Alright? So, on essentials, the church has to agree. On essentials, we have to agree. On essentials, right? On essentials, we have to agree on those things like him. Um, cover your air, don't cover your air. Those are, those are non essentials. Whatever you have to do is fine, okay? But the essentials, 
there must be unity. All right? So why is faith in the nature of Christ important? Number one, the Bible says so clearly. Number two, the early church believed this. All right? Now, if they were wrong on this, where else were they wrong? You get my point? Because they all talk about our shows. Okay? Our entire faith might be, if we say they are wrong on this, it means that our entire faith is based on myths and fables. It's vibes. Okay? So if they are wrong on this, they are wrong on everything. All right? Because you did not see Jesus. You didn't see him, have you? Who would have saw him told us? If they are wrong, there is issues. Do you understand? Did you see him? Did you walk with him in the flesh? Yeah, so, so, so. so we are, they say based on what we were taught. Okay, so if they are wrong on this, they were wrong everywhere. Okay? They talked with him. They ate with him. They suffered and died for him, so they know what they're talking about. All right? Again, he rose from the dead. How do you explain that he rose from the dead to mere men rise from the dead, you know, on their own? Mere men rise from the dead. Do mere men rise from the dead with their, with their, you know, with their, with their full bodies and live forever? <laughs> Glory to God. People that died and that raised back, raised back, they've died again. That's how else died. Okay? But Christ lives forever. Glory to God. Otherwise, show us his body. Amen. Amen. Alright? If he is not God as he claims to be, then he will either be a lunatic or a liar. People say he was a good man. He was a good man. A good prophet. A holy man. Now, if on this Christ was not saying the truth, then it means he was either a lunatic, he was mad, or he was a liar. And in both cases, he cannot be, he cannot be good and be a liar or lunatic. Do you understand? So, it's, as 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 Lewis says, it's, it's one of three things: it's either lunatic, liar, or lord. Lunatic, liar, or lord. So, if he lied on this, or was wrong on this, then it's no longer a good man. Do you understand? So, if he's a good man, that means that you are. And he said never sinned. It means you are saying whatever he said was true, but are saying he was mad. Glory to God. Alright? Then also, our salvation is built on this. John 8 24. John 8 24. John 8 24. Are we here? John 8 24. I told you that you would die in your sins. If you do not believe that I am He, you would indeed die in your sins. Now that I am He is, is I am. If you don't believe I am, the is that if you don't believe I am, you will die in your sins. If you don't believe I am, and I am the Son of God, I am God, telling them you will die in your soul. It's foundation to our faith. Believing in the death of Christ is foundation to our faith. If you don't believe that Christ is God, your faith is based on sand. You know, is vice. Glory to God. Okay, so it is important to our first salvation, believing that Christ is the Son of God. John 3.16. John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but add eternal life. Look at that. He gave his one and only son, his only begotten. That, that one and only son, only begotten son. He said that he gave his son, who is also God for you. That if you believe in him, that God came to the flesh, okay, you have eternal life. So your salvation is based on believing that the son of God came to die for you. Eighteen. Verse 18. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. You see that? 
So whoever does not believe stands condemned already. These things are very important. So you know what your foundation, what your faith is built on. Romans 10, 9. Romans 10, 9. Romans 10, 9. Romans 10, 9. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from death, you will be If you believe in your heart that Jesus is what? Lord. Okay? Yes, that's what is Lord. You must, you, must, you must affirm his lordship. See, your salvation is built on you affirming the lordship of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Very important. Okay? It is because he is God that he can say he is the way, the truth, and the life. Okay? So your, your faith is built on him being the way, the truth, and the life. If he is not God, he cannot be the way. Can I point it? If he is not God, then what will he be? Can a man save you? We'll get there. Glory to God. Are we following? So, this is pretty important. Okay? Once you begin to doubt this part of it, we are saying the Bible is you know, full of lies. Once we say that, you know, our whole faith is, is totally cancelled. You hear my point? So we have to know what we're talking about. So, proofs of his deity. Let's have a look at the prophecies. The OT prophecies. Old Testament prophecies. Isaiah 7 14. Isaiah 7 14. Are we learning? Yes, sir. All right. Therefore, yeah. therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Look at that. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. What's Emmanuel? God with us. Okay? God with us. So the virgin will give birth to a son and that son is God with us, Emmanuel. Glory to God. Another question. Who else is virgin better here? Let's see if I know. Let's see if I start worshiping you. Who else is virgin better? Glory to God. Isaiah 9 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Look at that. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and what is going to be your punishment? And we'll call him Wonderful Counselor. God's names of God, right? Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. As I was telling you that the, 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 the Son to come is God Himself. He is bearing the names of God. He, says, he shall be called Mighty God. Everlasting Father. Meaning He is one with God and the Prince of Peace. Alright, so even from the OT, it was already spoken ahead of us that the one to come, this is who He is. Okay? Micah 5 2. Micah 5 2. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrata, yeah, Ephrata. Though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Now that word there is who is from everlasting. There is one coming who is from everlasting. Saying the man to come, that man of Bethlehem, okay, is from everlasting. Again, showing us the deity of Christ. Matthew 22, 23. 
Matthew 1:23. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother, Mary was, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the Lord, and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in the dream and said, Joseph, Please son pause. of David. Pause. Because she know, he knows that Mary is a good person. That was thinking about it. Now, it's true. If you have bad behavior and they accuse you, they will believe it. When you know that, it's not your history. He was not thinking about it. He thought about it. He thought about it. Do you get it? So, your character is important. So, when they accuse, they can say, Wait, that one, she Not that, ah, that one, oh, she, then she did it. You know, God forbid. You know? So, your character is important. So, people can, people can vouch for you. Not that, that did it. Alright? Character is important. Telling your relationships. Let your spouse be to, be, be to vouch for you. That my, my baby never, she can't. No, no, it's easier. If she's not fornicating with you, can I say, she can't, no, she's not doing it. When most of you are doing it, it's possible when I met her that night, we did it. <laughs> so, you get my point here? <laughs> so, your, 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 your faithfulness together builds for you, you know, level of confidence with, without. You know, even so, like, like, even if I touch like his spouse, my hand, Koleshi, like, like, just that, be faithful in your relationships so you can build trust. Men and, fem- men and women, be trustworthy. Be a man of God in relationships so they can vouch for you. Not that, ah, Oshie, it's true. <laughs> Let's go. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophets. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. You see that? The virgin, it says what happened right now, fulfills what Isaiah said. That the virgin will conceive and birth a son, and they will call his name Emmanuel, which means God is with us. So the OT prophecies who beside Christ the Messiah, you know, is God himself. Alright? Now, the Gospels, and what, not of Jesus, the Gospels and the words of Jesus. Matthew 16. Matthew 16, 13. Matthew 16, 13. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippa, he asked his disciples, Who do you say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, Who do you say I am? Post. Now, Christ cared to know who they thought he was. You know what? Christ cared to know who they thought he was. And he said, Isaiah, Elijah, a prophet of the prophet. You know, so he said, even the prophet, you know, is much more than all that. But he cared, to, he cared for their understanding of who they thought he was. So God cares for you to accurately discern his person and character. Amen. Amen. Please go on. Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, 
but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of it will not overcome. Look at that. It was so radical what he said. That Christ said, Simon, what he said, flesh and blood did not reveal it to you. Now, if you were just saying that you're only a man from God, that's, that's a revelation. That's not radical. Because um, people, people, from, people that God has sent, like Isaiah the prophet, like even John, right? What, 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 what Peter said here is that you are the Christ, the Son of God, that you are dead, you are God. That's what they mean. See, the Son there is saying, you know, of the same kind, like it begets like. So, Son of God means God. Do you understand? So, if you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, that you are God in the flesh. And Christ told him, I will build my church upon this rock. This is the rock upon which is built. That Christ, the Son of God, that is God himself, came in the flesh. Do you understand? Alright? Go to Matthew 28, to 20. Matthew 28, to 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to you. Look at this. All authority. In what? In heaven. And on earth, who else has all authority in heaven? And I'm saying, I have every authority in heaven and on earth. Look at that. Let's go on. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now, look, what's the point there? Baptizing them. In the name, look at this, of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Anoinda? I'm asking, Anoinda? Or oh, and Gabriel? And Gabriel, or oh, and Zeus? Or oh, Hercules? Amen. He put his name, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Equality. Do you understand? If you're a Jew, this thing you get it, you get it automatically. And he, put his, he put himself in that in the bracket in, in, that we are one, we are God. I am. So it is one God in three persons, right? But say that this is the Godhead. Even the beginning, God said in the beginning, let us, let us, let us, let us. If you are not, you know, God's mate, what, what are you letting us in creation? Do you understand? So Christ, the Son, is God. That's the point. Alright? Go to John 3. Okay, we've been there. John 15, 15. Go to John 5, 16. John 5, 47. Yeah. So, because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, the Jewish leaders began to persecute him. In his defense, Jesus said to them, My father is always at his work to this very day, and I too am. For this reason... So, you said that I too am working. I too am working. Okay, alright. Relax, okay? You're doing well. Alright? Alright. For this reason, they tried all the more to kill him. And not only was he breaking the Sabbath, he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. Look at that. Now when he says, my father, they understood the meaning that he's saying I'm in the same class as God the father. Now, the Jews don't mind saying our father. They don't mind saying our father. But now you're not saying my Eh, to them, okay, blasphemy. So to them, the my and our is very... So when he said my father, he was making himself equal with God and he picked up stones to stone him. 
So to them, our father means, you know, our sustainer, our helper, our giver, our what. That my father, my dad is saying, I am in the same class as God. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Please continue. Jesus gave them this answer. Very, very truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son also does. See, what, see the, this point there. Whatever the father does, the son does also. We are mates. That's his point. We are equals. We are the same class. Do you understand? It was showing our personal ease with God the Father that they, that they, that they think they worship. Please go on. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all he does. Yes, he will show him even greater work than this, so that you will be amazed. Yeah. For just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the, the Son gives life to whom who is Again, to give it to Again, just as the Father gives life, the Son also gives life. The Son has life in Himself. You get my point here? Yes, Just as the Father. It should beat Him because, you know, to them, this, 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 is, this, is, this is pretty radical. So you can understand why they pick up to stone Him. What they're saying was what Moses, Moses said, stone to death. Do you understand? This is the eyes of blasphemy for them, right? Please go on. So if, it was, if, if, if what he said is not true, then it means it was blasphemous. And that means he's not a good man. Do you understand? So when he said he never sinned, if what he said here is not true, then it means he sinned. In fact, he committed high treason, blasphemy. When you say he's a holy man, as other books agree, even the Quran, he was a holy man, never sinned, they should know what you're talking about. But when you're saying that, you're saying that whatever he said is true. If what he said is true, then he's God, because he said he's God. Please go on. Moreover, the Father judges no one. For has entrusted all judgment to the Son, that all may honor the Son. Go on. That all may honor the Son, just as they honor the Father. Do you see that? That all may honor the Son, just as they what honor the Father. Showing again is equality with God. Go on. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Very truly, I tell you. Whoever hears my words and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged but has crossed over from death to life. Very truly I tell you, a time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, he has also granted the Son also to have life in himself. And he has given him authority to judge because he's the son of man. So the judge they're waiting for. This is the judge they're waiting for. Glory to God. This one. Do not be amazed at this, for a time is coming when all who are Glory. in their graves will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done what is good to, will rise to live, and those who have done what is evil will rise to be condemned. By myself, I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear, and my judgment is just. For I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. If I testify about myself, my testimony is not true. There is another who testifies in my favor, and I know that his testimony about me is true. You sent 
you are sent to John, and he has testified to the truth. Not that I accept human testimony, but I mention it that you may be saved. John was a lamp that burned and gave light, and you chose for a time to enjoy his life. I have testimony weightier than that of John, for the works that, that the Father has given to me to finish, the very works that I am doing, testify that the Father has sent me. And the Father who, has, who sent me has himself testified concerning me. You have never heard his voice, nor seen his form, nor does his word dwell in you, for you do not believe that. You do not believe the one he sent. You study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about As in your books that you read for life, you know, open for eternal life. So these books testify about me. You get my point here? These books are about me. These books were about me. Glory to God. Let's go on. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life. I do not accept glory from human beings, but I know you. I know that you do not have the love of God in your heart. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not accept me. But if someone else comes in his own name, you would accept him. How can you believe since, since you accept glory from another, but do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? But do not think I would accuse you before the Father. Your accuser is Moses, on whom your hopes are set. If you believe Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. But since you do not believe what he wrote, how are you going to believe what I say? So he says, Moses wrote about me. Moses wrote about me. (laughs) Moses wrote about me. Moses wrote about me. So in your books when you read about Moses, he was writing about me. We'll see further that Christ will say, I am. I am. So when Moses was saying, I am, Christ will say, you know, I am. Showing them that the I am that Moses said, it is I. Do you understand? Are we following? Are we, is this still clear? Some, some will say, but you know, he said, my, my father sent me, kineko, kineko. see, um, equality, yes, there are roles, okay? The roles do not, do not mean that you are you are different or, or less in authority and rank, okay? It's just, it's just roles, okay, for administration. You get my point here? So it's what we say, husband and wife is equal. You are both human beings, Nabi. You are both human beings. So it's still the same being, the same substance, but for administrative purposes, you know, roles. So my father said to me, okay, for purposes of salvation, there's, 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 there's administration. The, father, if the father's will, okay, the son executes it. Do you understand? Glory to God. Are we following? Yes, sir. All right. Go to John 8.24. John 8.24. John 8.24. I told you that you would die in your sin. <laughs> if you do not believe that I am he, you will indeed die in your sin. If you don't believe I am, you will indeed die in your sin. So, again, he used the word I am. I am. The I am, they know from Moses, Exodus 3, 14. I am. If you don't believe I am, you will die in your sins. Verse 48. Verse 48. The Jews answered in him, Aren't we right in saying that you are a Samaritan and demon-possessed? Thank you. Let's go. I am not possessed by a demon, said Jesus. 
But I honor my father, and you dishonor me. Say this, say you're a lunatic. That's his point. That's your point. You're a demon possessed. You're a lunatic. See, what, what is this way you're saying? If you're not right, you're a lunatic. You get that? You see, I'm saying, you get my point there. So if it was not right, it was a lunatic. Glory to God. Please go on. I'm not seeking glory for myself, but there is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. Very truly, I tell you, whoever obeys my word will never see death. At this, they exclaimed, Now we know that you are demon possessed. Abraham died, and so did the prophets. Yet you say that whoever obeys your word, obeys your word will never taste death. Are you better than our father Abraham? He died, and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? Jesus replied, If I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. My father, whom you claim as your God, is the one who glorifies me. Though you do not know him, I know him. If I said I did not, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him and obey his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. You are not yet 50 years old, they said to him. And you have seen Abraham. Very truly I tell you, Jesus answered, before Abraham was born, I am. Look at that. Before Abraham was born, I am. Again, taking them back to I am. I am. What they already familiar with in Exodus. I am. Before Abraham was I am. I am from everlasting. I am the I am that Moses talked about. I am. Please go on. 59. 59. At this, they picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus hid himself, slipping away from the temple grounds. You see that? John 10, 22-33. John 10, 22-33. John 10, 22-33. Then came the festival of dedication at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was in the temple court, walking in Solomon's colonnade. The Jews who were there gathered around him, saying, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I did not tell you. I did tell you, sorry. But you do not believe. The works I do in my Father's name testify about me. But you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Look at that. My Father... (laughs) Who gave them to me greater than all? Next thing, I and the Father are one. Equality. Equality with God. So, John is making this clear over and over and over and over again. Please finish. 32, yes. Again, yes. his Jewish opponents picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus said to them, I have shown you many good works from the Father. For which of these do you stone me? We are not stoning you for any good work, they replied, but for blasphemy, because you, a mere man, claim to be God. So they understood what he said when he said, I and the Father are one. He understood he was telling them that he is God. So they what? They picked up stones to stone him. You can't how many times Christ dodged stones with John. <laughs> oh, glory to God. All right? John 20, 24, 31. John 20, 24, 31. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, <laughs> My guy. one of the twelve, was not, with, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. 
So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he told them, Unless I see the nail. He said, What's here? Go on. Unless I see the nail marks in his hand. And I put my finger where the nails were. And where I put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, the disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hand. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. You see that? You see that? My Lord and my God. That was the conclusion for Thomas. My Lord and my God. Alright, finish. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen. Blessed are we, right? And yet, have believed. What did you believe? Is God. Is Lord and God. Do you understand? We're not done. Go to 33. I think your sister still more. Yeah, go to finish. Go down. Keep to 33. 33, yeah. Jesus performed many signs, many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Afterwards. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, this is the point. See, these were written for you. I mean, believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. That Son of God there, it doesn't mean it's lesser. That Son of God is the same thing as his God. Can I point here? So that you might believe that he is God and that by believing you may have eternal life. Glory to God. Oh, yeah. Let's go further, okay? The charge against him and his response. I'll show him proofs of his deity in Scripture. The charge against him and his response. John 19.7 John 19.7 The Jewish leaders insisted, we have a law and according to that law, he must die because he claims to be the son of God. See that? This was a charge against him. So when people say I never call himself God this is a charge against him. Okay, this, this is what they used to, to, to indict him. Okay? He claims to die it. What, what made him a blasphemer? Do you understand? 126. But Jesus remained silent. The high priest said to him, I charge you under oath by the living God. Yeah. Tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. You have said so, Jesus replied. But I say to all of you, from now on, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes and As said, the conclusion. He has spoken blasphemy. Why do we need any more witnesses? Look, now you have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? He is worthy of death, they answered. Then they spit in his face and struck him with their fists. Others slapped him. Is that? That was then the conclusion. Ah! He has said the act of it all. Why? They understood the meaning of what he said. He was quoting Daniel 7. He was quoting Daniel 7. Daniel 7, 9 to 14. Daniel 7, 9 to 14. The Son of Man. Daniel 7, 9 to 14. As I looked, thrones were set in place, and the ancient of days took his seat. His clothing was as white as snow, 
the hair of his head was white like wool. Dreadful. His throne was flaming with fire, and its wheels were all ablaze. See, God, God has effects. No, you have to know the God is have. I state it. He values it. No, you have to know the God is stable. So you can, so you can better represent him. One would think that Nehemiah man is, and is holy. You don't know the God that's serving you. One would think that just by being everything, everything being rugged is piety. The God you serve is very aesthetic as in he values the beauty. Amen. Amen. Know the God you serve. Yamayama is not holiness. Management, you know, to just cassive, you know. Let's just come and pray. Spirit, spirit, okay? <laughs> that is not holiness. Mirror the God you serve. Go on. Yeah. Focus, focus. The river of fire was flowing, coming out from before him. Thousands upon thousands attended him. Glory to God. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court was seated and the books were opened. Then I continued to watch because of the boastful words the horn was speaking. I kept looking until the beast was slain and, he, and its body destroyed and thrown into the blazing fire. The other beasts had been stripped of their authority but were allowed to live for a period of time. In my vision at night, I looked, and there before me was one like a son of man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the ancient of days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All nations and peoples of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. You see that? The Son of Man that he was referring to. This is the Son of Man. See, they understood that that was his biggest claim to deity. What did they have? They told their shit. The guy is mad. You understand? Some, some, some people now ask, okay, if he's, he's God, why is it like they are giving authority and, authority and, um, and power? Don't forget Philippians 2. That even though God, okay, Philippians talked about even though God, He did not use, you know, His power of God to His advantage, but He, he came in the form of man and in so doing, stripped, stripped Himself of some, some of the use of His deity. So He did not, number one, He did not fully use His deity on the earth. He wouldn't, he wouldn't lay part of it down so He could experience, you know, being a man. You understand? Why is it just 17 also? Just 17. When one of the princes, glorify me with the glory I had in the beginning. So, you know, this, this, that was his prayer. That after all, after resurrection, let us go back to what we were. You get glorify me with the glory we had in the beginning. So he's saying, restore us back to where we were. That's his point, okay? So that you get to a point, you get back to using his full deity on the earth. You know, as in the heavens and on the earth. So it's not as though he stopped being God, right? But he did not he did not wield all of his deity on the earth. So he can, you know, as much as possible, you know, be man in every way. We'll show us why this is important. But well, is that good? Clear? Yes, sir. Alright. So we've seen from the OT, from the gospels, you know, and the word of Jesus. Okay, they charge against him and his response that, you know, his deity is documented in scripture. Okay, so I want to talk about, you know, I'll just jump to the early church and the apostles. The early church and the apostles. Yeah, there's one about him, the early church and the apostles. Um, Acts 9.20. Acts 9.20. Paul. <laughs> At once, yeah. he began to preach in the synagogues. 
That Jesus is the Son of God. You see that? So Paul began to preach it, that Jesus is the Son of God. That was his message, the deity of Christ. Romans 1 to 5. Romans 1 to 5. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God, the gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, regarding his son, who as to his earthly life was a descendant of David, and who through the spirit of holiness was appointed the son of God, in power by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him we received grace and apostleship, to call all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith, for his name's sake. Look at that. First days was appointed to be the Son of God by resurrection. So, as I you know, we just read, read um, in, um, uh, what, did, what did we just read? John 17, 5. Talked about, I pray that, you know, restore back the glory I had in the beginning. So, you know, as a resurrection, again, this is this is point here. As a resurrection, you know, it went back to its position, okay, of deity over the heavens and the earth. Again, talking about his deity, that Jesus is God. He was always God, but on the earth he didn't fully express his divinity. He gave us signs, like walking on water, something like that, okay? But he didn't fully express his divinity. Do you understand? Are we good? Go to Romans 9.5. Romans 9.5. Not sure all through scripture where Bible talks about Christ is God. Don't forget, Son of God and God means he's God. Okay? Good. There's, there's are the patriarchs. Yeah. And from them... That tells like the patriarch, sorry. And yeah. from them is traced the human ancestry of the Messiah, who is God over all, forever praised. Amen. You see how clear it is for Paul here? Talking about Christ, that the, talking about, it's, it's talking about the Jews, okay? That of the Jews are the patriarchs, alright? And from the Jews also is Christ's human ancestry, okay? This same Christ who is the Messiah, who is God over all, forever praised. Amen. So we see the early church believed was God, you know, is God. Titus 13, Titus 13, Titus 13. While we wait for the blessed hope, for the blessed hope, yes. the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Look at that. Our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm showing you where Paul, all through scripture, you know, called Christ God. First Timothy 16. 1 Timothy 16. 1 Timothy 16. Beyond all question, the mystery from which true godliness springs is great. He appeared in the flesh, was vindicated by the Spirit, was seen by angels, was preached among the nations, was believed on in the world, was taken up in glory. Look at that. So, that God appeared in the flesh. You will see that? You can read in your spare time, Colossians 1, 15, 17. Let's go to Philippians 1. Now, Philippians 2, rather. Philippians 2. Philippians 2. Therefore, yeah. if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort comes, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking at your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, 
even death on the cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, so that the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and, on, on, and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. You see that? It says, who being in very nature God, not because equality with God, so he was, is God, equal with God the Father, but not coming to an advantage, okay? But he says, you know, he was, he, he made himself nothing, in, in, meaning that he made, he took on human nature, and by so doing, it's most as though he became, became nothing, because he took on human nature. We call this the, the kenosis. Very before kenosis. Very before, please tell me, I've told you before kenosis. Please, Jesus is Lord. You do translate again, everybody. The kenosis, okay? Kenosis simply means that, you know, Christ, you know, in taking on human nature, okay, um, um, did not come to fully use his, his, divine, his divinity, his deity, okay? So when you now see where he says, I don't want to know the time when, 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 when the Son of Man will talk in the cross, only the Father knows, it's the kenosis, okay? Showing that not, not, he, didn't, he didn't come to use the full expression of his deity. He was God, but he took on flesh, and he's so doing, you know, took on human nature, to live as we did. Do you understand? Alright? So, Paul made it clear who Christ was. And in quoting that part, he says, every name, every nation about to confess, he was quoting Isaiah 45, 23. Let's go there. Isaiah Turn to me and be saved. Oh, no. Yeah, go on. All you ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. By myself, I have sworn, my mouth has uttered in all eternity, a word that will not be revoked. Before me, every knee will bow. By me, every tongue will swear. Yeah. These are words spoken of God. In saying that every knee will bow to him and every tongue confess to him, he was showing who Jesus Christ was. God. God. So, for time's sake, we'll continue here on Wednesday. Alright, still a lot to go. Are we blessed? Yes. Are we educated? Is it good? Is it good? Yes. Good? Let's rise. Let's give him thanks. Father, we thank you for your word. Let's begin to thank, give him thanks. Give him thanks. Thank God for his word. Thank him for his word. Thank him for his word. Are we thanking him? Are we thanking him? Are we praying? I can't yell praying. Thank you for your word. Thank you because by your word, we know you better. By your word, we see you clearer. In the name of Jesus, we know you better. We know you better. We pray like anything else. We know you better. Oh, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. Because we grow in understanding. We know you better. We know you better. We know you better. We know you better. We see you clearer. We know you more intimately in the name of Jesus. We know you more intimately in the name of Jesus. We know you more intimately in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Some might be watching me, you know. You, are not, you, 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 you have not surrendered the flesh of Jesus Christ. We have shown today that he is God in the flesh. Uh, you know, that makes him, you know, the only way, the truth, and the life. That if God himself took on flesh to save you, 
there can be no other way. There can be no better means to God. So whoever came after, whoever calls himself whatsoever, cannot be superior to God himself. Cannot be another way other than what the way that God himself has made available. So if today, based on what you have heard, you must not surrender yourself to Christ this, this, this morning, just say after me, Lord Jesus, I believe you are God. I believe you came in the flesh to suffer and die for me. Today I invite you to come into my life. Come into my life. Give me a brand new life and help me to understand more and more what all this means. Now just say it's a fair prayer to God if this is you. Just say just say a heartfelt prayer to God. Don't care about what just, just be sincere with God. Let him know you, you actually want to know him. You want the life, the change, the meaning it brings. Okay? It's not right now, it's not about saying the right words. It's about, it's about, it's about, it's about the sincerity of your, of your communication with God. Lord, we want to know you, Lord. We want to know you. We want to know you. We want to know you, Lord. 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 In the name of Jesus. Jesus, I'm afraid. But I pray for everyone that has heard my voice this morning that we grow in knowledge of you. We grow in understanding in the name of Jesus. That we see clearer. We walk more intimately with you. In the name of Jesus. We ask oh, that where there are questions, you bring clarity for us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, church. Hey, hope you were blessed by the sermon. Feel free to visit our website www.thisgreenchurch.org for more info. God bless you.